0: This is Tony Twist,
1: number 18 in your program, number one in your heart, depending on what city you come from. And you're listening to the Sheriff Podcast. Welcome everybody to an exclusive episode of the sheriff guys today I actually have a gentleman that I look up to but the man is actually younger than me now ladies and gentlemen when I have these type of characters on my show I really like to pick their brain because any man that's younger than me that I look up to is a special kind of person. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today has a bunch of accolades that he's accomplished. In the OHL, he was on the all-rookie team. He was the Leo Lallon Memorial Trophy recipient. He was also an all-star. He was the recipient of the Wayne Gretzky Trophy Award as well. As a pro, ladies and gentlemen, this man was a five-time AHL all-star. He had the longest stick in Guelph Storm history. We're going to get into that as well. He's an OHL champ, OHL playoff MVP, first all-time in assists for the Guelph Storm. And ladies and gentlemen, he is second all-time in points. In my opinion, the best player to come out of that organization. Without further ado, Martin St-Pierre. How are you doing this evening?
0: What's going on? I'm great. How
1: are you doing, bud? I'm doing good brother. As you can see, I'm a little bit excited. Yeah. I like to talk to the Ontario boys, man, especially us OHLers, right? I, I love it. Like I've I've said to some of my guests in the past, like, you know, having this type of platform, I really like to talk about my era of hockey, right? Because that's yeah. what I'm most knowledgeable about, know, knowledgeable about. So when I get a guest brother that's like my age or a year apart, like me and you, that gets a little bit exciting, right? Because we got yeah. some history, especially if we're from the same part of the country, which we are. Exactly, so, brother. I want to get right into it. Like I said in the in the intro, brother, I, I I admire you, man. I mean, you're younger than me. I've been following you for a while. Like I know we just connected on IG, bro. But I'm telling you, man, ever since I played against you in the OHL, I've always kind of followed like your career and stuff. And, and I'm I'm very impressed. Like I said, I do look up to you, bro. And I like to find out, and I know my listeners do too, is the beginnings, the beginnings of these big characters of these guests of mine on my show, right? So. Yeah. At first, I was going to say Ottawa, but then I read somewhere Embrun and you confirmed that for me before we started the recording. Let's go back to Embrun, Ontario, buddy. Tell my listeners a little bit about, you know, the size of the town, you know, how you liked it, your family. I'd love yeah, to hear it. So, yeah, so
0: Embrun is, uh, it, when I grew up, is maybe 8,000 people. Uh, French, mm. French country town, uh, 20 minutes east of, uh, of Ottawa. Uh, I was actually born in Ottawa, and uh, my dad was a police officer, my mom worked for Canada, but... They they wanted me to, the eastern part of Ottawa is more French than English, so my parents wanted me to grow up in this hometown, small town, my mom's hometown, um, and learn French before English, so that when I was a teenager, uh, I could be bilingual, and then uh, obviously, like you said, I went to Guelph uh, when I was 17 to play for four years, and high school there was English, so that's kind of how I became bilingual, but yeah, just uh, a small town, country town, uh, milking cows in the summer with my uncles, and just, uh, just loving. I uh, uh, played a lot of hockey on the outdoor ponds there. That's that's basically all it was, right? So, uh, yeah, good times yeah. though. Yeah,
1: good times. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it, it seems like a long time ago, but but that's mostly because you know like guys that played long careers like you brother like we're talking before the show like how long your career actually was and like you know like we have buddies that are you know they're they grade school buddies high school buddies then we got like our hockey buddies that, that you know we got all these different groups of guys but for our hockey buddies like that play pro like a lot of them are like you know four or five years pro this guy might have played 10 years but dude like you played a very long time, so 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 that's why it seems so so long ago for you. Now, I want, I'm want i not going to let you off that easy, buddy. I yeah. want to know about, like, the school there. Like, did you guys have, like, okay, so the elementary, did everyone from your elementary school go to a certain high school? Because I know in grade 9, you must have still been there, right?
0: Yeah, so basically our high school, because it's such a small
1: town, uh,
0: our high school is 400 students, grade 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, okay. So it was very, very small. So I did my grade 9 and 10 there. Uh, our hockey team was really good because it was all, like, Ottawa, you know, small-town country boys, all good athletes and could play any sports, a lot of jocks, right? So, um, and then so I did my grade 9 and 10 there, and yes. then I did my grade 11, uh, sorry, uh, grade um, 9, 10, 11 in Embrun, and then grade 12, and when I was there, we had to do grade 13, which was called OAC. That's uh, So, I did that in Me Guelph, too. yeah. Yeah, so I went from yeah. a... School, uh, high school that went from, uh, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th, grade 12 uh, for 400 students to I think Guelph was like 2,300 students. <laughs> it was definitely yeah. an eye-opener. It was crazy. You wouldn't even see, you'd see, you know, kids in your school that you haven't seen all year and, you know, <laughs> they're t- five lockers down. It's, it's so big. It was just a, it was definitely a culture change for sure. But I mean, good experience,
1: right? You get a little bit of, of both uh, small and big high schools. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, now, Marty, I wanted to ask you about a tournament that you went to that I also participated in that was, you know, it, it was before, you know, going to the OHL, the PB International um, yeah, Tournament nice. in Quebec City. Now, yeah. I saw that you competed in that, and, and whenever I see that, I love to ask my guests, and there's a couple of different reasons why. Now, because uh, a lot of – like, you guys are all big timers, man. You guys are stars, especially from where you were from, especially when we were kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. anyone that plays pro, Marty, like like you, like you can attest to, you're the best where you come from. Yeah. Then you go to junior, and you're playing with a bunch of guys that are the best where they came from. Then you go to the NHL and AHL, and you're just with the best in the world. Yeah. Right? So that's always – Best, 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 right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It. Now, the young Marty right here, go, and you're 13 years old, that team from Hawkesbury, I believe. Yeah. Is that your first taste of like that type of attention, those big crowds, that feel of stardom?
0: Yeah, so we were, if I remember correctly, we were in the international division. So I think there's a division that was sponsored by an NHL team, and we they took another team in our league uh, that was actually in the actual city of Ottawa. So they were the Ottawa Senators representing. Uh, so we got stuck in the uh, international division and we played against the Russians. We got spanked by the Russians. But I wish I could go back and see the rosters of the kids that we played against. I guarantee you that had to be some NHL players. I, they were so good. And we were playing at the Coliseum in Quebec. I mean, we had like 15,000 fans. It was to, to be 13 years old, that was definitely overwhelming. But what a cool experience we had uh we're going back to our hotel or we had kids asking for autographs like yeah. what is going on right but you look back and um uh, you know if i had kids at some point someday i hope that they would experience that at a, at a young age too right even if yeah. you don't turn pro it's it's so
1: cool yeah definitely yeah. a good memory back for way back then yeah for sure. So now, because you were coming from the Ottawa area, like, did your parents come? And Like, did they, they made the, the drive. Yeah, to- it's only a four-hour drive from Ottawa. Yeah. So everybody,
0: I mean, like, because it's, it's internationally known. It's the biggest yeah. tournament. And it's been oh, yeah. that big of a tournament since… When I was 13, so you know, uh, to, uh you know, mid 90s or something, so yeah. uh, late 90s. So it, it's probably big before. So everybody from our hometown, everybody in our team was there, right? Yeah, so right on. Um, so, like, so that was a cool experience for the parents too, right?
1: Yeah, and that that was exactly why the reason why I was asking. So like your dad, for example, did he get any attention because he was the father? of Yeah, this- um, he was our coach. So oh, we okay. had right uh,
0: yeah right so we had a couple guys that uh, you know my dads a cop. so it was funny because the three coaches were all cops. So nice. back in Ottawa we would get you know you go to the driving um, to drive to the practice rink or wherever we practice our games and you had like three cop cars in the in, in the parking lot <laughs> it all our dads but um, obviously I to, we all drove separately there but it was cool right because it's a four hour drive you get in the back of your caravan you have the the movies in the portable TV and all that stuff right so. Yeah um but it was good for the parents but yeah i mean he he ate it up too i remember, I, I i honestly are, you know it's a long time ago but i do remember bits and pieces and um you know because we exchanged with the russians like tags and like pins and all that stuff yeah, so they, really they ate are. it up just as well i mean for a parent uh that's there as a coach to be behind the bench in, in front of fifteen thousand people that's pretty cool too you yeah, know man. and that, yeah. let alone they're never good either they don't want to go pro uh, coaching in professional hockey but that's awesome you know i wish
1: that to anybody that would wish to to experience that to absolutely do that go it. and and then and like marty and like thanks for sharing that and like, yeah. and like what what like i'm a year older than you right so like yeah. when i went to the tournament the thing that i was impressed of the most and how i knew it was such a big deal was when, like, for some reason, I just remember us watching a lot of other games. Yeah. Because, like, it was just cool to be in the Colisee, and we're 13 years old, and those French girls are all over the place, and, like, that was just the place to be, like... You're exactly. with your buddies,
0: the girls you go, are there around and the, you go around the concourse, you get some <laughs> snacks and then you all have like your team jackets and like, what's this team, you know, it matches the, color, the jerseys, the colors. It's just, it's so cool. It's yeah. such a cool experience. And you ask a lot of hockey guys that played pro, a lot of them played in that tournament. So that's why I kind of, like I said earlier, I kind of wish I'd go back and look at those rosters at my age, obviously your age too, and see yeah. how many uh, from that tournament turned pro and made a good career out of themselves.
1: Well, I think, I think uh, Kovalchuk played for the Russian team. Oh, Alright. Really? Yeah. I, I remember.
0: So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it is, it might've been, <laughs> who knows, but I remember these Russian kids cause their locker room was close to ours. And uh, they just, cause I played in Russia, obviously in my last yeah. for five years at the end of my career. And it was the exact same thing where we go to training camps in the summers and you just hang your gears, barely any laundry. And like, it's the same smell, right? It's just, old thinking year but they had skates like probably five inches too big for them like because the Russians yeah. it, it wasn't a lot of my tape was like velcro and just yeah. you know, the, the steel is all rusty the gloves are all you know but they are so good they were so oh, yes. good right so uh yeah. but cool experience for them too to come from Russia you know and come to college playing for 15,000 people so
1: that's a such a cool tournament yeah definitely good memories Definitely, buddy. So, so yeah. yeah, and and I'm, and I'm 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 happy that you shared that. So like I I okay, so now I want to get into the Guelph store. Okay, yeah, so yeah. now so now the now with Guelph, what was your like 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 we're gonna get into the fact that you were undrafted for the NHL, right? And yeah. and how you defeated all the odds, buddy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That's why that's really why you're on the show. Yeah. Because of stuff like that. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? And I can't wait to get into that. Now with Guelph, what was the story with Guelph? Because Hockey DB doesn't really give the junior yeah. draft details. So, um, so with me when I grew up it was always like we talked about
0: before recording. Uh, it was always me and Derek Roy, Eastern Ontario boys. Is me and him. Uh, he was a little faster, uh, but we we're both. Yeah, He's just a little taller than me, but we were both similar type of players, right? Um, so he got drafted uh, to first round in the OHL, the Kitchener. Uh, I, then I had good marks in school, didn't really get any interest in the OHL. So it was like, you know, I'll go play tier two in Hawkesbury junior, right. Yep. And, uh, maybe try to go to school. Cause a lot of kids from my, all the small towns around Embron, uh, some of them went to like Miguel left flesh, went to Ohio state university, some like Clarkson, St. Lawrence, so I, I told the, uh, you know, the, the teams in the OHL that had some interest. like, no, I'm going to college, going to college, going to college. Awesome. So I ended up having uh, to win the rookie of the year of that league in 99. And wow. somehow, um, Wayne Smith was a guy from Ottawa who passed away. But his son was actually a scout for Boston uh, who, okay. when they won the cup. So he brought me there from Chicago. So that's how small the world is, nice. uh, the hockey world. But uh, he saw me play. And back then they had the Benham draft, so I they picked me sixteenth round, just as like oh maybe he'll come. The GM yeah. came to Ottawa, we played golf, and somehow he just brainwashed me to come and play for in the OHL. So uh, that was probably June, late June, and then next thing you know, um, that August I was uh, I was I signed, and you know I played there for four years. So did I had a good school package with Guelph, but. It, all it took was, uh, was uh, 18 holes around a round of golf, and then uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I was drafted 16th round, but just uh, very, very, very late, very late. But I had a great camp, and then the rest is
1: history. The rest is definitely history, and we'll get into that. But tell me this gentleman's name again. This Wayne Smith to come. Wayne oh, sorry. No, Wayne Smith is the guy that
0: drafted me. He was a scout for them. Yeah. but... Okay, uh, the yeah, GM, you got to give the
1: G- him a shout-out, too. So, Wayne yeah. yeah, yeah. Smith, scout. Yeah.
0: Wayne go ahead. Smith Jr., uh, yeah. So, Wayne this Smith guy, was the Mike, father. Oh, you go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wayne, Wayne Smith was the father uh, who was a, from Ottawa, um, scout for Guelph. And his son, Wayne Smith Jr., was um, when Boston won the cup in 2011. Um, yeah. I played 2008-2009 uh, in Boston. Yes. Um, and that was his son, but he knew that I played in Guelph, and his dad brought me there. So I am up going from Chicago to Boston. But those, uh, that the Wayne Smith uh, family, the, the Smith family, uh, definitely helped me out through the junior days, and 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 then through some change and some trades. But the uh, the gentleman that brought me that came down was Alan Miller. He was our GM. Alan Miller. Alan Miller. I think he's with Hockey Canada with like under seventeen or eighteen. Um, Something like that. But uh I, I'm I saw him on TV uh, a couple years ago and that was it. But I think he's part of the hockey Canada. I want to say the under 17 program, whatever, but it was Alan Miller. Took his uh took his Durango. I remember that it was yesterday. We went for a round of golf and I don't know what he said, but finished the round of golf and I was ready to sign for for golf. So it worked out for him and it worked out for me. So kind of Six expect the unexpected. Seven. Yeah, he had a I think he had a blue Durango. <laughs> I remember that's, how, that's how vivid that, that's yeah oh they were awesome but yeah. that's how vividly uh I remember just bits and pieces of you know little important parts of uh you know because it's pretty intimidating the OHL GM drives from Guelph to Ottawa to convince me and I was a 16th rounder right so yeah. definitely pumped my tires and I went to Guelph and had a sick camp and next thing you know I was moving in with Charlie Stevens who's my roommate my first year and you know, off we go four years later, in the blink of an eye, it went it went,
1: it went fast, yeah. man. I love that you just mentioned Charlie Stevens. Um, I I, I had the opportunity to, to to play with Charlie in London for a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. And uh, he I believe he is he's is he an eighty? He is he's got be 80, he's 81. eighty
0: 81. eighty, 80 one. I, yeah. I was I uh, was seventeen, he was ninety. I think he's an eighty one.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah. And the reason why I'm asking that is because I want to know exactly, like, how many years you guys were apart. Yeah. Because where I I never really met him at this point, but where I first got to know about Charlie was when he got drafted first overall to the St. Michael's majors. St. yeah. Because I was a student there, bro. That was okay. when I was in grade 10 before That's I was awesome. in the OHL. Okay. Yeah, because I'm a Toronto boy, right? So, right. So I'm going to the school. Get accepted to this all-boys school. I'm all rattled and shit. I'm 15 yeah. years old at an all-boys school. But the cool thing was that it was the first year that they had an OHL team. Oh, nice. And okay. Yeah. And so, so the, the majors were there. And, you know, Feud is the coach. And, um, you know, this guy, Charlie Stevens – he gets an Esquire commercial. Yeah, yeah, because I was his right? billets. Uh, I think. Do he was you his, remember he, that? Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Stevens, Stevens Esquire.
0: Esquire. Yeah, because uh, those commercials were on TV all, all the time, time. and um, I remember seeing that. So when I he picked me up, uh, my dad came and dropped me off in Guelph, and uh, sure enough, he had like a few watches uh, in his room, but it was pretty cool, right? And I'm 17, coming from a small town. I now I have billets. I have a roommate that's drafted by washington second round he's a guy's a stud big guy but just the nicest human being right he definitely showed me how to uh you know be a junior player like just living with a billet's family you know clean up after yourself respecting the you know you're living in someone else's house but obviously they you know they they want you there and they're getting paid for it but it was such a is is a good combo kind of thing. We had sauna in the house, you know. We'd watch movies in the living room, so it was just a perfect match. But, um, yeah, Charlie Stevens Esquire. I think it was his father, Bill's father, in in Toronto for Saint Mike's. That he had some link with Esquire. But yeah, it's pretty intimidating. Yeah,
1: he was the first overall pick though, too. He was a stud.
0: He was, he was a, a yeah.
1: He was a highly touted player. Like, like like Charlie made okay for himself. Like not yeah. everybody can be a star in the NHL, right? Oh, no, exactly. A lot of guys can make a decent living and stuff and and, yeah. and, and, and turn out great. And, and Charlie turned out great. But exactly. He was a child star. Yeah, absolutely. He was a you know?
0: he was such a big boy. At yeah. 19, I mean, he must have been the same as 16, 17. That's probably why he got drafted first overall. But yeah. Yeah. I remember watching, like, obviously you, uh, you train with the guys and see him in shorts and t-shirt. And I'm like, he had big thighs, like a big hockey yeah. ass. Big hair just up. Hair Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mind. you're like, man, like, his legs? what, like, you know, and he was drafted by Washington. And it's like, yeah. it's like I got to get like that to, you know, to – Want to continue my uh, progress and achieve my dream to play in the NHL? League. That's where you got to be, right? But he was—he yeah. was six, yeah. like, six just four ish, like big, big, so.
1: big monster, yeah. But no, yeah. but so, what a nice so now, guy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to say. So now the thing is about Charlie is even though the guy's a child star, he's yeah. in junior. He's still like you know, still highly touted. Like I, I remember, like I think he was like kind of like a fourth round pick or something. something it was like. like that. He was, it was like midway, but yeah. he was still because of his size. And at that time, size mattered. Now Big it's the, the guy with the quickest feet. Yeah. Back then, it was oh well, you know you can't teach size. Yeah, we'll talk about that a lot. You must have heard that
0: BS. Especially yeah. you know I, especially mean? Uh, especially my first camp. We had like Morgan McCormick, Charlie oh. Stevens. Uh, was Forbes you know, up there? Forbes, yeah. He was. He just finished. Okay, just, um, he just finished, but yeah, Ian. Yeah. She was what six five? Just yeah. like they're all drafted. Morgan was drafted to Florida, and it's like yeah. What about Aaron Law- Lauber <laughs> was there? Yeah, Lawber got traded from London to us. My yeah. he was at school with me, so it might have been my two thousand one or two thousand two. Yeah, but yeah, Lawber. There's another guy. He's six five. Yeah. <laughs> just just yeah. a nice just a big teddy bear. Like yeah, I miss Lawber. I had the he was, yeah, we put it together on the same line for a while because I I I uh, meshed well with uh, right handed uh, wingers yes. because obviously I was a lefty. So, and he had, uh, he was a big yeah, boy in front assists. of the net too. So, yeah. exactly. And he could put the puck in the net and he was, uh, he could fight too. So, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah but again, the size like back then is you're 6'1, 6'2, 6'3, 6'4, 6'5. You're getting drafted. You're first, second, yeah. third rounder. Easier. Yeah. Right. Yep. But, not anymore. <laughs> I mean, it no, sure no. helps, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it helps. But now the, the game's changed now, Marty, where it's the guy with the quickest feet yep. that's going to get the job now. It doesn't Absolutely. really matter how tall you are anymore. No, you, can't hit, you can't hit what you can't catch, that. right?
0: Yeah. You can't hit what you can't catch. And I, I'm 5'8 and a quarter, you know, maybe just 5'8. Um, you guys guys, guys in the NHL, some guys are 5'7, 5'7 five, seven, five, seven and a half and they're studs. You know, yeah. the game's completely changed, and uh, especially now with the training regimen and stuff. But um, yeah, guys are flying around. But I just like you back in our day, the,
1: the training was a little bit different, <laughs> right? Yeah, it was yeah. a little bit different. But, but like, imagine if you were 10, 12 years younger. Yeah. Right? Imagine, okay, so let's just say 10. You're, you're 10 years younger. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more contract offers then you, you, you know what I mean? Like, like if we, if we roll it back 10 years, you're yeah. going to get more contract offers. So absolutely like, it, it's interesting how like things end up like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy how life works, man.
0: And, and things happen for a reason and it's the timing happens. You don't know why it's happening. You know, I wasn't drafted. Why was I not drafted? You know, at 2004, we won the OHL. I was a captain. I had 110 points behind. I was behind Corey Perry. My rookie year is behind Rick. I finished ahead of Rick Nash. You know, these guys are NHL All-Stars. Playoff MVP, which has that Wayne Gretzky Trophy. We won the OHL. I'm the captain. And boom, the lockout happens. Right? So they were signing players. So I'm on the biggest high as you can be as a junior player. Overage player of the year in the OHL. Playoff MVP, captain, OHL championship, boom, lockout happens. There's nothing going on. And I'm wow. a short player. They're not taking a chance on me. So,
1: <laughs> And you know. being undrafted, the AHL and the Coast were the two best leagues in the world, man. Exactly. Right? So what
0: happened with me is I had, when that GM, Alan Miller, came down, I was still big uh, stuck on school. So my dad was... Big on school. My parents were good. Big on school. And uh, we put a big school package because in Canada, you couldn't call it a scholarship, right? So uh, I had five years anywhere in the in Canada for paid for yeah. university tuition board and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. So I remember calling my agent, you know, in uh, early June. I'm like, what do I do? Like, what else do I need to do? You know, because now the draft picks that were signed during the season or the summer before – like you said, they're all playing the AHL, but they're yeah. they're all signed for back then. Guys are signing for you know second rounders signing for like eight hundred yeah, thousand dollars, like <laughs> yeah, something ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so Royce got eight fifty with Buffalo second round. Exactly. Rounder.
0: Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, being as as a high on a high as high as you can
1: be for a junior player
0: coming out, thinking you know I could have probably got a crack, a good training camp, maybe make a name for myself, maybe get an HL deal didn't happen, so I went, my best buddy growing up, J.F. Perrault, uh, I used to play in Erie, actually, probably. Yes, like I of, remember. Yeah, yeah so yeah. J.F. was uh, from Embrun, and uh, he went, to, he was at Dalhousie in Halifax, in university, oh, and uh, he was going into his third year, he's like, man, he's like, come and check it out, we went down for a weekend, and uh, Fabian Joseph was the uh, the head coach there, who uh, was part of the Team Canada in the late 80s and stuff, and just, again, brainwashed me, and next thing you know, early August, I'm committed to playing for Dalhousie. So I'm in university and I was there for five weeks. So, um, I'm in now I'm in class three hours a day three hours per class. And like, what am I doing? Like this is, I wasn't ready to go to school. Um, and again, things happen and I get a phone call at the house, the landline somehow, and his name is Jeff Ward. He was the assistant coach in Boston when they won. And yeah, yeah, he's from Guelph. He was the head coach in uh, late '90s for the Guelph Storm, and he was the head coach of the Edmonton Roadrunners because the lockout year they kept the team in Edmonton at the yes. Rexall Place because yes. the year before it was in Hamilton, and they brought the split Montreal and Edmonton. That's and there's right. one roster spot. You know, there's a <laughs> uh, there's a one roster spot, and it's a center. And he's like, you want to come and have a training camp? And I'm like, absolutely, get me out of school, you know? And I tip my hat off to people that go to school. It's like, it's a long four years, man, but good for them. But I just wasn't mentally, I wasn't, like, I felt like I could play and wanted to turn pro. And I literally left school. But then if you played, you were on one um, score sheet or uh, a paper from a professional team, you lose your school package. So I basically went there all in. Yeah. Looking back, it was my parents. They took a chance, but I went there. I had a sick camp, sick camp, unreal camp. And then they sent down Raffy Torres, Jared Stoll, Mark Andre Bergeron in Edmonton. Um, so I ended up starting in Greenville, South Carolina, in the East Coast, and yeah. uh, played so forty-five now, now. games. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So now, I can't. I have a lot of questions about Greenville brothers. So now, my first question is: Yeah. Now. A gentleman like yourself from the Ottawa area, you know, that plays his junior in Guelph, okay? Now, what was it like to go to South Carolina, man? Just like that Yeah, so that was my
0: first experience. I mean, mean, I've taken planes and traveled. My mom works for Canada, so as far as going to Halifax, going to Edmonton, that was cool. Um, But I've been in the States before, but as far as going to play professional hockey in South Carolina of all places, um, <laughs> it was it was definitely an eye-opener, but you get to experience the pro-life real fast. Real fast. Right? And uh, it was cool because Jared Stoll and Rafi Torres kind of showed me the way in, as far as, because they were NHL stars by then, already then, right? Yes. But uh, they were picking me up, uh, uh, Rafi was, he had, I think he had like a suburban XL or whatever, but they were picking me up from the hotel to uh, to the rink. So I got to kind of get the ins and outs behind the scenes of those two. So I got a taste of the pro-life. And so by the time I got to Greenville, you know, I was mentally like, I feel good I, this is where it should be or playing pro hockey. Right. But yeah. uh, we had a couple of French guys in Greenville and we ended up having a great line with like Kevin Bergen and Carl Millette and uh, JF plord And we had some, we had some, i had to put up some big numbers kevin bergen from st hyacinth yeah 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 bergen yeah okay yeah cool, you cool, played probably cool. you probably played against him in well the, i played
1: uh, against him when he was in nottingham and i was in belfast and, okay and yeah yeah. In the, yeah the big in big guy tall lanky guy
0: yeah. but yeah he was yeah. my uh he was my cam jansen as a junior where on right. my line create some space and fighting those guys as an enforcer and um, yeah, so I put up big points and then that year Edmonton was brutal. Like we, I think they were last were place they? in the HL and then I got called up and, uh, you were
1: up for a while.
0: You played 18 games. I was up 18 games, games. Yeah. And then, uh, politics got involved and they had, yeah. Toronto had a first rounder, uh, the previous year, uh, finished kid and, uh, he was back from injuries. So I got booted down. Um, uh, but I made a, I made a, uh, I a name for myself to play pro So I had the East Coast down path. I mean, as far as production and stuff, and I felt I could play in the AHL because after 18 games, you kind of know if you can play in the A or, you know, you don't belong there, you get a lot of things to work on. But obviously I had a lot of things to work on, but I knew I could play, you know, and then um, year finished. We had a good playoff run in Greenville and um, Kevin Lowe, I guess, uh, was pretty close with Dale Talon, GM in Chicago. And I signed a two-year deal in Edmonton. But it was okay. with the HL team, but the HL team was only there for a year.
1: That's right. They still had to
0: honor my contract, so they kind of just loaned it to Chicago. So next thing you know, I was going from Embrun, Guelph, Halifax, to Greenville, South Carolina, playing at the Rexall Place with 15,000 fans, probably because Manitoba was in that league then, and that was a big rivalry because we had Rocky Thompson. We had, you yep. know, the whole spiel. Oh, and yeah. now I'm going to Norfolk, Virginia you know, Virginia beach of all places. So I'm like, what is going on? But then I knew I got to experience my first NHL training camp, you know, see all the big boys. And then again, I'm by myself in Norfolk, Virginia and finding an apartment by myself. And, you know, now you get the pro-life, you got to figure it out real quick, you know?
1: Now, dude, so, I'm, I'm so like, I'm happy that you got to experience Norfolk because I don't know what it is. But it seems like my most memorable road trips were Norfolk, man. Oh, Norfolk I was just, the best. The arena, just how nice the weather was. You guys were yeah. like a naval base. Yeah. So, like, it's like it's just, there's a lot of reasons, like, yeah. right? Why it's it's cool. just, well, there's, there's
0: people from all over, the you know, 52 states in the States um, <coughs> because it's the world's largest naval base. So, you know, there's. Uh, there's people from all over the States to that city. So you get to mingle with all different, you know, uh, different philosophies of state, you know, Montana to California, New York, to all this, right. Uh, some people are more laid back and all that, but the weather is awesome, but we got to live in Virginia beach. So you get to play hockey, travel and live at the beach. So like, I mean, now was pretty cool for a 21 year old, you know, you're like, this is, this is pro life. Like I can get used to this. Yes. so good time. This season, no, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, no, it was just a good time, man. It was, was, uh, you know, riding the sleeper bus and getting experience, like I said, the pro-life. You got to figure it out real
1: quick and what works for you and what doesn't because you're in for a ride if you don't, right? Yeah, man. Now, now, to be honest with you, brother, this is the season that is so impressive to me. Buddy, undrafted, okay, it's your second year pro. You get to Norfolk You lighted up for Norfolk Admirals, man. Yeah. And that obviously earned you those two games with the Hawks, right? Yeah, yeah. I was – we got really lucky because I had –
0: when I got there, I played with uh, Troy Brower. Um, I I mean, the the second year and all that stuff, like Peranto, Bacinski. But that first year, again, it was just like perfect chemistry with my line mates. You know, Sean Thorne was – uh, one of my wingers, but Thordy can play hockey too. I mean, he has some he's good, good and stuff. Guy. And he again, was it, was, it was like a Cam Jansen to Kevin Bergen to Sean Thornton. And I played with 30 yeah. up in Chicago and Norfolk, you know, all over the place, even in Boston. Um, and he's a right shot too, right? So it was a good mix. And then Brower, that guy can score 50 goals. Yeah. I'm a playmaker, perfect combination. And I just tore it up. And, uh, yeah, we got spanked in Providence. I got a call from my GM of Norfolk in the lobby. I thought I was in shit because I played, like, absolute crap. And, you know, he's like, uh, you're getting called up, you know, because I was only on AHL deal. So okay. I, they had to sign me to an NHL, NHL deal, just a basic minimum salary, yada, yada, yada. And uh, the next morning I was flying to Dallas to play uh, my first NHL game. And then I had to call my parents, and they had to fly there. And so within 24 hours, it's just – wow, I get to go in the locker room with Barnaby, LaPointe, Javi Boulin, you know, Robert Lang, Malinsky. just, like, (laughs) what's going on? You know, this is real life, and so it's almost like, shit, I, this is my dream, I get to play my first NHL game, and, but, like, you gotta get the starstruck out right away, because now you're like, well, I'm here, but now I gotta stay here, I gotta, you know, I gotta be a stop, looking at, like, you know, and I remember, I put my jersey on, and it's kind of like pretty emotional because I mean, like I like you said, never drafted. Always too small, this and that. Never so yeah. that kind of you know sparked the fire under my ass kind of thing.
1: But you're too small you know, to play in the NHL.
0: Exactly, and then you're not fast enough, this and that. And then Mar- Matthew Barnaby, he lives in Ottawa now, and I see him here and there. And I always tell him, man, I'm like, you know, he came right up to me after putting, I don't know, after I put my Blackhawks jersey on, and he shook my hand, and he's like, "Welcome to the big leagues, congrats, man." And I thought that was, like, the most memorable, nicest thing someone could do. Because I was pretty nervous, obviously. Uh, and it stuck with me. And I see him, you know, have a couple of beers. And I tell him every time. I'm like, that was, you know, the epitome of how a pro can treat older guy to younger guy. And then, you know, then you get on the ice. And first face-off was against Mike Medano. And just, <laughs> just oh, you know, I think he, my stick really? rolled in my hands. I was like, wow, this is <laughs> this is another level, right? But... Super cool, man! Is good experience, good memories for sure.
1: So the first game's in Dallas, right? Yeah. Um, where was the second game? Second game.
0: Was it you the next
1: what? game, or did you go? Did you get sent no, down after that pulled back uh,
0: No, I was. Uh, I think the next game was at home against Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken. So it was in Chicago. I think it was in Chicago because I played two, and then I got sent down. Like, I was just filling in. like they, uh, that It was, was an emergency like, call-up, right? Yeah, exactly. It was just a two-game game. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember who was played against the second game. Um, and then the following year, I think I had five. Uh, so it was just basically, like, you know, for them, and that's, like, the type of player that I was where I'm tearing up the AHL, you know, making the first-team all-star, almost putting up 100 points, point shy of that. But... They don't want to keep me up in the NHL because...
1: It would hurt the I, AHL.
0: I, it would hurt the AHL, yeah, for an organization standpoint. But now that I'm out of the game and you know all the ins and outs and the politics and all that stuff, I, I was a top three forward in the AHL. My type of game is a top six in the NHL. Well, those top two lines, I mean, my first year, Kane, Taze, Sharp... You know, all the Robert Lang at center, I can't, like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, who am I? Yeah, exactly. Like, but who am I? I'm not going to take their spot, right? So yeah. I was playing, you know, four or five minutes in dump and dump chase. A, you don't want to get scored line. on. So you're playing defensive. Yeah. You're, lo- you know yeah. how it is. You play the game and yeah. it doesn't matter what middle role middle. you are. So, you know, two games go by, no points. Five games go by. I don't think I had a point. And then it's just like, I, like what am I doing? But then I go back in the A, and you know now it's like do your thing, and you know. Then we had the second, uh, in the second year we had Toronto, we had like we had a sick team, you know, putting up yes, the points. Yeah, dude. And I then.
1: mean, I, I was saying I'm impressed with the second year, but but I'm I'm looking at the third year. The yeah. third year, you're, you're you're a hundred point man. you're you're, you're a ninety nine point man yeah. in the American Hockey League. That is like. Yeah. A really big deal, man. Yeah. I had, uh, you guys can do that. Yeah. Right? I had
0: some, uh, I had some, a lot of help. Games. I mean, yeah, 65 games. But we had, uh, yeah. like you said, you loved coming into Norfolk, you know, and, uh, but we uh, loved hosting because teams would come in Friday, Saturday, right? Um, so you get we'd get you guys because the closest trip was five hours Hershey, Philly, and Wilkes barre So we knew teams were tired. You know, so we would absolutely steamroll them on the Friday and then you guys would rest up and it'd be like a 50-50 on the Saturday. But that year we tied the AHL record for most home wins. So we were really? dominant and that's the scope, the arena in uh, in Norfolk was bumping. You know, we and had we had Reed Low. Cool. Reed Low got sent down. We got traded from St. Louis to Chicago, Chicago down to Norfolk. We had Mike Brown. We had Sean, like we had, we were tough. We were fast. And then uh, Wisconsin finished their season. So we got Adam Birch, Jake Dowell, Jack Skilley. Like, we were just studs. Um, and again, I was playing with Pierre-Alexandre Peronto, Troy Brower. And then before that, uh, we, I was playing with Brandon Macensky, who's a pure sniper. And then we traded for Christopher Stieg, right? So I have all these righties, and they can all skate, you know, and they all they all won the Stanley Cup two years later with Chicago. Um, but yeah, that was my and I was. I had some swagger, you know, you're a little cocky and it had that vibe kind of <laughs> thing. I was pissed if I had three points a game, like, literally to the points where it's like I'm expecting to get three or four points per game. Like, that's how good we were. If I had one plus one, I mean, yeah, it was an okay game, right? But uh, yeah. um, yeah, my last, last, uh, uh, last game, I had 96 points. Troy had 42, 43 goals. I think so. He wanted to get forty-five goals. I wanted, I needed four points to get to hundred. We were in Bridgeport. Uh, first period, get on, and our power play was deadly. Like we had Bufflin, Barker, you know, me, had Like big Buff. You Dude. had a big Buff up top, yeah, and he was. And Barker, and Barker. like we had, and then we had Crawford oh. and Nat. Like we had, know, we had, we were heavy, and like Buff's shot was just as hard as. You know, and he was in the man in man's boys, you know. So, um, so our power play was always like two for three, two for four, three for five, like easily. And that's all. So, <clears throat> that's why I had like 99 points and like maybe like plus five, <laughs> you know, is all in the power play. I don't know if I was something like that, but yeah. So, we scored in the first period. Uh, everybody knew that I was close to 100 points. And then, second period, scored right away. I sniped. And then uh, I think I had an assist. Brower got his 45th goal. So get in the third period, and I needed one point to get to 100 because I had 99. Nothing was going. Power play couldn't click. And then the very last shift, I throw a backhand sauce. In the neutral zone, Toronto goes on a breakaway. Clear cut from the blue line. And he's a right shot, and he always does the fake and brings it high gloves. Like, it's just a smooth right-handed shot, and he hits the post. <laughs> for the, for the, it was just like right out of the movies but I could see because I was right behind him like I knew his movies, he does it with his eyes yeah. closed and ding yeah. ran on the post so that's why it stuck to 99 but the coach was yeah. like stay on stay on yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: but it's obviously still pretty cool to get 99 points it, it's Yo, of a lot. Course. looking back it was like it's it's a pretty big achievement and then I got the first team all star uh, so basically right is voted as the best center in the AHL Um, and then, but we were so stacked. Dave Bolin was there, like just, you know, up the middle. And then Patrick Sharp was the right wing. And then he ended up, uh, moving into the middle as a center. So that for me to go up, that was the one and two. Well, you know, I can't be a third and fourth line center because now we got Colin Frazier, all those guys, everybody moved up. So that's why I asked for a one way and they didn't. So I got to, I got to move to, uh, to Boston fall year you things happen now, for a reason man yeah
1: yeah no for sure and dude I, I appreciate these name drops and these little stories and the reason why I can appreciate it so much is because yeah. my when I was dumb with Buffalo it was the Blackhawks that was my NHL invite from not getting re-signed okay after my four years with the Sabres right yeah so I get to go to Hawks camp I got to meet all these guys you're talking about. Yeah. But then two years later, I signed in Rockford. So then I got to play with them a couple of years later. So yeah. So like I ran these names. So yeah. now let's get into some of these guys. Now sure. remember how highly touted skilly was? Yeah, yeah. First right? round, man. First, First round. Yeah. You He's know twelve because he had was, the size as well. And, he was a you know fast I mean? guy, yeah. He had a good shot. College, just. like yeah. You know,
0: Jake, Jake Dowell, Jake Dowell, right? man. Like what a, those are all such nice guys, man. And even like, you know, Adam Bursch, just these guys yeah. were point per game, basically at Wisco, you know, they won the nationals and all that stuff. And same thing with Colin Frazier, man. Like he was a yeah. stunning junior. And then um, just to show you how they had to change their games to adapt as like, you know, Burr ended up being like a third line, checker pk guy and but he won the stanley cup calling frazier frazier was a fourth line center steady good face off pk guy eats pucks you know and then and those guys guys, like
1: Bickle too remember Bickle?
0: Bickle too like oh man like just but he was uh when they won the cup he was uh he was on fire like just good (laughs) for him man and he had it in him it's just like whoever can bring it out of you and at the right time at the right place with you know i mean and um, kinda like with us with Buff, he was a uh, he was a defenseman in junior. Came uh, came up as a defenseman. Uh, they tried to make him lose some weight, and he yeah. just wasn't the same Buff. No. So they said, you know what, yeah. do your Buff thing. And he was he was heavy, and then you could you, walk, you could tell in right? his shot. He probably lost like two three pounds. You could tell he wasn't the same guy. His shot was different, just so crazy. And then uh, yeah, so he gets called up as a D. They put him up forward, and then in playoffs. He had like 18 goals in 30 games <laughs> as a forward. Yeah. As a forward. Wins the Stanley Cup, and then re-signs <laughs> and goes back on D. Like, what, What's no, going I, on? That's
1: so bizarre.
0: Eh? <laughs> and he's an absolute monster, but the biggest teddy bear is such a nice person, and you know, they deserve all the, the accolades that they got, but yeah, so for me, I had two years, or oh, three years, two in Norfolk, one in Rockford, because they move affiliates to from Norfolk to Rockford, and then Norfolk went with Tampa. Um, so then two years later, all those all those guys that I had two years with, they all, Jarl Mason and all those guys, they won Stanley Cup in 2010. And yeah. then obviously that, that year, 08-09, I went to Boston. And then those guys, so my, that year was like two Karas, Johnny Boychuk, McQuaid, Brad Marchand, uh, those guys. So that was my year as an older guy in Providence. But then two years later, those four guys won the Stanley Cup with Boston in 2011. So I missed this, the cup by with two organizations by two years. Two years. Not saying that I would have won the cup, but it was so cool to. And I love name dropping in that sense where it's like that's how close I was. But those are the guys that impacted me in such a different way. Every you know every angle you can think of, and whether they're type of players, you know, enforcers or grinders or you know skilled players, but. Then I got to see them on TV and hoist a cup with two different organizations. Like, how cool is that, right? So that's and as it,
1: close as I got. <laughs> yeah, but because you're a good guy, though, Marty, you seeing your buddies host a cup, like you get a good feeling inside. Absolutely. Some guys are haters, man. Yeah, some guys no, no, feel bad when they see yeah. ex-mates go too well. A- they made it
0: that much better too. And I was there with them day in, day out. You know, riding the bus in the A and the grind that it took for them to get to the NHL. Um, and then once they're in the NHL to have this success that they had, right? Yeah. That's two battles in its in itself. So uh, yeah. of course I was really proud, and I still keep in touch with some of the guys.
1: And it's like, man, like you're a Stanley Cup winner, man, <laughs> like you're champion. No, that's and, awesome. And the thing is, dude, is that 2010 team. I believe that was the first cup of like their like you know their you know. Um, What's it? What, what do they call yeah. those uh, dynasty teams? Dynasties, like, yeah. They won three in six years, man. Yeah, crazy. Really? Crazy. Yeah. So, it, yeah.
0: And then <laughs> there's the other one, too, where the lockout was uh, 12, 13. Mm. So I signed back. I was in Europe for that uh, 2011. And then uh, Springfield, and I signed in Rockford, and that was the lockout. So, you had, again, with the name dropping, you had Bolig uh sod letty andrew shaw jimmy hayes um that were sent down to rockford but they knew yeah. that once the lockout was done they were gonna go back up but by then i was an older guy so I, we were all staying at the extended stay the Marriott extended stay in rockford uh yeah. so basically a half hotel you'd have like continental breakfast you had a meal yeah. at, you know twice a week yeah. so i got to hang out with those guys every single day and then what do you know? At the end of the season, they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, what? Wow, that is awesome, right? It's just like, so proud of those guys, man. They deserve
1: it. It's so cool. Yeah, no, 100%, dude. So, so bro, listen, man. I need to ask you about 07-08, though. Yeah. Like, this is a year that I don't think – I think you're the only person to do this route. So we're talking about the season where it's Russia, Rockford, Chicago. Yeah, in one season. Yeah, tell me about this season. Yeah. Bro.
0: So what happened was that's the year. The, so the previous season, that's when I had the first team All Star. I had 99 points, and I, uh, uh, our, my agent asked Chicago to just have a one way, right? Because I was the Under best. Point. I was Over voted the exactly. So I, I get <laughs> I get voted by the AHL as the best center in the AHL, which I should be able to get it one way, but you had Bolin coming, you had Bolin going up, you had Burrish, that was a center by then. So they were stacked and they're all draft picks and high draft first, second, third round, whatever. So there's no room. So I was like, you know what, screw this. And I got a call in the summer. um, I want to say it's like mid June from this agent in Russia that said, Hey, and he threw a shitload of money at me. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, you want to come to Russia? And I, you know, to be exposed at twenty four to that amount of money, I was just like, yeah. done. I'm going. So my agent's like, yep, should absolutely go. So I go there July, August, September. Uh, we played thirteen exhibition games. We had uh, two days for six weeks. It was exhibition. We had at uh, for like seven weeks. It was like hell. It was hell. So for me to go there is strictly for the money, which was the worst thing because mentally. I knew I could play in the HL, and why am I not getting called up and all like, that whole mint hockey player yep. feel. competitiveness in you. Competitiveness. And then you see the season starts and you're like, how is this guy getting called up? Why can I, you know, kind of it just snowballs. And then uh, I just blew up. I just, I can't do this in Russia. Screw it. But I had a good relationship with the management from Rockford, er, from Norfolk. They moved to Rockford. So I called Al McIsaac from Russia and I said, hey, I'm done with Russia. I'm coming back. And my rights belong to the Blackhawks. And uh, I think it was a span within three days. Flew home, dropped my bags, and met the team. Uh, it was in San Antonio. And then uh, it was the same coach, Mike Havlin, who uh, was from my first two years in Norfolk, that was in Rockford, which probably one of the best coaches I've had pro at that time as a young guy that showed me the ropes to how to be professional on and off the ice as a coach. And um, yeah, so I ended up going to Rockford, and then I got some—I got a crack to uh, in uh, in Chicago. So that was a lot of a lot of uh, hotels, and uh, you know, all year. So I basically flew around the world. But uh, again, it's a life experience, and uh, it was probably a good thing for me just to get a you know get a sense of maybe if I was stuck there and go late twenties, maybe I wouldn't have worked out in Russia, right? But then the next thing you know. You know, seven, eight years later, I played five years in Russia. So, <laughs> you know,
1: yes, crazy and, times. And, and I can't wait to get to that. Um, yeah. Al McIsaac, are, are you are you an Al McIsaac supporter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I love Al. So am um, I.
0: Yeah. So am I. I
1: love Al. I I have a similar experience to you with Al McIsaac. Because yeah. remember, I told you, man, I went to their camp yeah. two years before I played in Rockford. Right. Never burn your bridges. Never. Men like Al McIsaac, they'll give you opportunities if they know if he knows about you in his mind and yep. something comes up, yep. he'll give you an opportunity, bro. And that's what happened with me. But yep. is in charge of all the all the you know the stuff that's going on in Rockford. Yep. They have nobody tough there. They have all these prospects that that you mentioned because I was there just a year after you, man. And in oh eight oh nine, I was there. Right. Yeah. So all these prospects. Just for no me, yeah, buddy. I, I'm a day away from playing my first game in the coast. I've never played a game in the coast. It's like my sixth year pro. Okay, I'm in Charlotte. Al McIsaac calls me, Sean. We need a guy in Rockford. Will you come? Yes, I'll of course I'll come. All right, we're gonna fly you out first thing in the morning. You're gonna you're gonna go right into Rockford. And Sean, yeah. if things work out, there'll be a chance for you in Chicago. But my that's friend, awesome. That's what happened with you. And you actually got to Chicago. Yeah, no, exactly. So
0: Al, so the way that it happened was, um, I'm forever grateful for Al and uh, and Mike yeah. Havlin, obviously, because they were, uh, he was really straight up with me, but he knew that I had some talent. And like I said, we had the right mix with my wingers and power play and all that stuff. And they gave me my chance and I took it and ran with, with it. And then, uh, so I had Al for three years, two Norfolk, one Rockford. And then I came back to Rockford in 2012, at lockout. Uh, And I actually talked to Al with him a few weeks ago. Just, they believed in me. And sure enough, I I did some screw-ups and stuff, but they had my back. And, uh, you know, if you're a good person, like you said, and you don't burn bridges, now that I'm out of hockey, you look back and you're like, it's such a small world. You know, you need some help, boom, you call them next thing, you know, you're in Rockford. Just like you, like... Wow. You know, two years later, now I could go to Chicago and call Al and probably go to a Blackhawks game and see him. And it'd be like, just like we haven't missed each other for 10 years, you know, just like crazy times. But
1: uh, one of the things that I really liked about Al was just how big time he was, bro. He was Big time! This is he suit. was like the bench press, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Man, this is stature. Yeah, he, he was—he was a well-dressed man. You know, guys that are comfortable with their with their masculinity can say another man is well-dressed, right? Yeah, the dude could know how to dress, man. He had some good swag, and he talked really well too. Uh, he is very
0: smooth, man. He was very smooth, and <laughs> uh, I know in Norfolk, the 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 gym was across like the hall. And uh, he was always there pumping his bench press. He had a big chest, up. big arms. But no you know, way. he loved, loved, loved fitness. But man, did he get things done? He was—he's was a good GM. He's a straight up. We played like shit. We would hear about it, right? But we had good games. He would reward us with, you know, a lot of call ups. He would keep his word too, man. He would battle for us. So I—I I have the most up, uh, you know, utmost respect for for Alan, You know, especially Mike Havner too.
1: Yeah, buddy. So. Now you were talking about Boston earlier, and dude, like like this is there's so many, see, there's so many years. Like, usually with my guests, this is what I do. I'll pick out three years yeah. out of their seven or eight year career or whatever, ten year career. I'll pick right. up three seasons, man. I'll be like, Okay, this, this is interesting. I'm gonna ask them about this year. Bro, I like every year for you yeah. is what it is. I yeah. tried to break it down, but I gotta ask you about this next year here, too. Yeah, oh eight, oh nine. Now, this was split between Boston and Providence. Yeah. Now, this is, I have a lot of questions because my experience in the AHL is I played Rochester for four years. I was with the Wolves and then I was in Rockford. So now these teams don't play Springfield. Don't right. play Providence. Don't play Worcester. Wista, don't yeah. play, well, uh, well, we're you know what I mean? so yeah, Manchester, those but, teams. Are- yeah, yeah. But I had heard that just the setup with Providence and Boston the was best. second to none. The best, just, so man. that's true, eh? the so best. Tell me about that, bro. Yeah. I'm I so mean, interested in that.
0: Yeah, man. And the organization the is like a class. A class, man. But uh, Boston Providence is only an hour away. It's literally up the highway. That's right. So to get called up, you drive an hour down back, right? Yeah. Um and they treat the AHL team amazing. Uh it's a nice rank too. It's a big rank. Uh, Providence College, Brown University's there. So it's a good city. Um and it's the feel of like the East Coast, Massachusetts, like you know, Boston Harbor, kind of just, you know, if you like your seafood clam chowder, it's just it's exactly what it is. And Boston's a great city. And those years, you know, you had the Celtics, Patriots are on fire, you know, Bruins wow. like two years after us, they won the Stanley Cup. So um, you know, the Red Sox, it just it's such a cool city. But just playing there was awesome. And, and yeah, the years, like I said, we, were, we had Tuca. We had, you know, Boychuck, McQuaid, and, and Marshawn that two years later won the Stanley Cup. So uh, I got to play with them and experience their first year, you know, for Tuca in North America. For Marshawn coming out of junior, you know, he was the same guy that he is now. Why not watch him on TV? But guy gets it done, man, you know. But it's cool experience. And, you know, I got called up because Bergeron got hurt. He was, he was having these concussions and stuff. And I was actually at the game in Boston and he got hit from behind against Philly. And, uh, he was the center and I was, again, I was playing really well and, uh, timing was perfect. And they got, uh, basically took up his spot as a center, but you know, I was on the fourth line with, uh,
1: Sean Thorne. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I mean, that year in Providence, like, you did so well, man. Over a point per game yeah. is extremely well, especially at the AHL level. Like, I think there's more point per game guys in the NHL than there is AHL. It's harder yeah. to do it in the AHL. And yeah. you did it, like, year, year after year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had really, like I said, I've had some great coaches that we had.
0: I strived on the power play i've been really lucky like even in providence we had johnny boychuk like, his slap shot was <laughs> insane he was just a good player you know we had Sabotka, carson just like those guys marshy um to play on the power play and we had Tuka in nets so you know we had some <laughs> success we went to the conference finals we lost to hershey and they ended up winning the cup that year but um it was just cool because you know, you have fun off the ice Province is a nice city, good restaurants. And then if you want to go for a game, you just drive up an hour and yeah. pick your poison. You want to go to a Celtics game. Cause the Bruins are out of town and just, you know, it was so cool. And our coach, our head, our assistant coach was Butch Cassidy, who's now the head coach of Boston, but he's from Ottawa. So I knew him from way back and he was in Chicago. My first two years when I was called up for that two games and the five games, he was the assistant coach for the D. So I, it, that's how small the hockey world is. Right. Imagine wow. if I burned a bridge there you know, yeah, like he gave me all my yeah. chances and, you know, um, and then the following year uh, he was uh, up in, in Boston. But that's how the hockey world
1: works, man. Yeah, dude. And like, and like you got some time in Boston, bro. 14 yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. That's that was cool. my, uh,
0: yeah. That was my, yeah, uh, that was my, if I look back as far as my best chance in my, you know, 10 years in, in, in the North America and HL and HL, that was the best. Because uh, Bergeron was hurt, so they needed someone on the power play. Mark Savard was basically the same. I was the same player as Mark Savard, right? This is a playmaker. Not a fast guy, but just trying to think ahead of like two, three plays. So him and I, so it was Chara, me, Mart- uh, Savvy, and then uh, we had Kessel in the middle on the power play. So I got my chance. Yeah. Um, but playing with uh, authority and uh, Vladimir Sabatkov, we ended up playing in St. Louis for a bit uh, yeah. after Boston. Uh, and we were just grinders. So, you know, uh, Vladdy was, was he was my winger with Marshy in, in North and, uh, sorry, in Providence, but we got called up at the same time. And then we played, and I played with 30 before. So we, I had three points in four games. I was, you know, got the seven games, got sent down and then, uh, got called back up, but I felt good. I felt comfortable. I felt like I deserved to be there. Yeah. I, was, I was putting the work to and extra work. And I was like, this is my, like, this is, I'm going to make this happen. All the guys were nice to me, char. Like just you know when you feel like you're welcome, yeah, and You, you belong, belong there, belong there, yeah. And then that was like my fourth year in pro. So I was like, this is my chance. Anyways, I was at my sorry. I did six games. Sorry, I did five games, and then I played my ninth game because that's when they had the ten game rule, right? I was uh, I was in. We were in Toronto playing the Leafs. No and way. After that was the All Star break. Uh, the NHL All-Star break. So we, uh, I take a penalty. It's a tie game. I take a penalty in overtime. Claude Julien is the head coach. And the assistant coach was Jeff Ward, who's the one that brought me in Edmonton from Dalhousie. So that is another how small the hockey world is. Um, and he sends me in shootouts to basically punish me. But I ended up scoring as a third player against Toscala, and we won the game. So three points in four games. I scored the game-winner in shootouts in toronto it's the all-star break i get to my family you know go see my family and uh it was just a nice game so i see the media guy kind of you know the team director whatever rolls around and i'm like no way like he's coming right to me i'm getting sent down Fuck, sure enough come marty you know peter shirelli was the gm he's like he wants to see you so he couldn't even look at me in the eyes. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna send you down, and just for well, the Ulster break, man. we're gonna call you right back up." And then I never got a sniff after because
1: yeah.
0: we were tearing it up in Providence, and we yeah. ended up going to the conference finals. We just snuck in eighth place. Um, well, yeah, so they wouldn't give me my tenth game because now, if I look back, I would have probably played my tenth. Bergeron would have came back. They would have to put me on waivers, and I was at lost the peak you. of my career. Yeah, that I would have been somewhere else, and that's when he picked up for 30 days, and like I could have played in some other spots, and I just that was it for me, man. That was my uh, that was my peak, but I don't regret anything. It is it's a business, right? But that was of that course. was pretty cool, man.
1: It was cool. And and the and the but the biggest point though, Marty, is that you did well, man. Like you played exactly. 14 games in the National yeah. Hockey League and got yeah. over a point per game in for their for their AHL affiliate. Exactly. Now I wanted to ask you about that playoff run, bro, because I saw the sixteen games, yeah. right? But you had sixteen points and sixteen playoff yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. so that was a conference final that you got? Yeah, on? so we snuck in the playoffs
0: and uh, I was kind of hoping selfishly then because I want to be a black ace because I was never a black yeah. ace for Chicago because my first three years, like, they never made playoffs in, like, eight years. Um, yeah. Then I leave and then they win the Stanley Cup two years later. But I was like, oh, <laughs> I'd I love to be a black ace and, like, experience the Stanley Cups and all that stuff. And, you know, we all got healthy. Tuco was playing awesome. Marshy, like, Boychar our preview was killing it. We had, like, Jeremy Reach. Peter Schaefer was sent down. Like, it was, we had a good team. And uh, we beat, I think it was Manchester, Worcester. And then next yep. thing you know, we're in the conference finals. And we're like, what are we doing here? Like, we, should, we just snuck in eighth place for playoffs. And we won game one in Hershey. <laughs> and we're like... No way. They could fucking make some damage here and then we got spanked four games in a row because they had like Alex Giroux, O'Coyne, like all those guys. They were yeah, and they, they ended had
1: a up affiliate that year too. They right? had
0: uh, they had Washington, uh, but they in uh Philly, no? It might have been Philly, but they had some they had a lot of players playing big bucks. Yeah. Anyway, they had a, basically anyway. Oh, like team
1: okay, maybe. so like so like the AHL veterans on that team were yeah. were big. Kind of like what the Wolves did but okay they were like yeah, yeah okay. like they're paying and they're getting AHL
0: salaries and they were just yeah. died so yeah but we had great playoffs when when it clicks everything was going good like man like you know 16 and 16 we're upsetting teams right like, man we could do some damage but uh after that where did like, I go? I went to Ottawa but yeah it was just uh uh cool to just a cool experience and you kind of look back and you're like like you said, it just I gave it all. I, I have no regrets, you know. Obviously kind of bitter at the time that you didn't get more games, but then you look back, you're like, Yeah, I'm pretty happy of what I accomplished and you know, and there's nothing else you can't control what you can't control, right? The stuff exactly. that, it's just um, so I did everything I could and I don't regret anything, but such cool experiences. I bounced around with a lot of teams, but then I get to make tons of new friends, old friends still and you know, meet a lot of guys. So uh, there's nothing like team camaraderie, right?
1: Uh, yes, yes. The team camaraderie, I believe, was is what's missing the most from today's game. Yeah. Like what it was like 10, 15 years ago, like when we were getting started and stuff, like yeah. it would seem to just be a lot different. Yeah. I mean, for you being able to play for so long, you probably actually saw the change in that. I like, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I
0: was lucky because my year, and I remember like it was yesterday. My second year, when I got called up, we did uh, our wiki party in Vancouver. Cool. Um, but I was just getting called up, so I was part of that crew, but not. I didn't have to pay. that did big you have tab. To... No, I just paid. No? For, like not that they they were good because I just well, that would have been up. mean if they did that. Really mean, yeah. But um, uh, no, it was uh, we were in a losing streak, and we were in San Jose, and it was Robert Lang. Brian Smolinski, Marty LaPointe, me and my roommate that was in Norfolk with me, James Wisniewski. And oh, uh, we Wiz got kid. off the, yeah, the Wiz Kid yeah. And yeah. We, um, we just uh, got off the plane, checking in the hotel, and Marty LaPointe's like, Marty, uh, drop your bags and come and meet me here, kind of just behind the hotels an Irish Bar. And uh, just, I remember we all were drinking Guinness beers, and it was maybe for dinner, after dinner, it was like 730 and you know, Marty won the Stanley Cup with Detroit. Robert Lang was one back to back with Pittsburgh in the 90s with yep. Lemieux, Yager, Ron Francis, like yep. the fucking the, the, the oldest girl,
1: Kevin Stevens.
0: Kevin Stevens, and they were, he was even saying, he's like, man, the game's changed. So I'm a young guy, these guys are the old school guys, uh, 90s guys, and they're like, man, like it doesn't have to be drinking beers, getting crushed till three o'clock in the morning. For them, Robert was he would drink like three, four beers, big Guinness, get a good little buzz. But he's like, Look, man, we're five. We had to get you two young guys with us. But he's like, when I was in Pittsburgh, like every single guy, every single guy would be here having a beer. You can be in bed by nine o'clock, call your wife or girlfriend. You make it in for curfew, and you're up first thing in the morning. You just, you did your team thing. You had some beers with the boys on the road. You had some food. You had your good sleep and you're ready for the game tomorrow and you show up and play hard. He's like, nowadays, you know, so I got to experience that. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously my era, our era, kind of, we kind of just got the tail end of that. And now it's not yep. close to that, right? Like now, as an older player after 17 years, so if you left four or five years, last four or five years, I was that older guy. Trying to bring the younger guys to be like, you don't need to go out till two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. We can be home by ten o'clock, have a good, you know, yeah. good meal, a few beers, yeah. share some stories. Especially in Europe, you get guys from all over the world. Yeah, but now guys are just like they're so, and there's nothing wrong with that. To each its own. But I don't know. Like you said, the, the culture has changed.
1: changed. You know, the cell phone era, era, man. Like there's a lot that that that's into it. But yeah. I mean. What I think is, is coolest about the, 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 the era that we're talking about, Marty is like, let's say like, it was you, it would usually be like the captain. Yeah. And like, let's say like the boys are going out like three, four times a week, but there's, you know, a guy that's always there. He's always there. And then one day he's dogging it in practice. The captain would get right on his ass and say, if you don't fuck, if you don't turn it up another level, yeah. then we're going to have a problem after practice. But you're making us look bad out here. Yeah. Guys, we're accountable. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And, and leadership group. Sorry, go ahead, Marty. No, no,
0: absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. They, if, if you want to screw up, you're, they're going to make you pay for it, right? Like yeah. I said, They're going to be held accountable, yeah. which is yeah. their, which is the thing they do. Like It's the right thing to do. But uh, it's changed now. I mean – Guys get out of the way with a lot. Not, not has to do with, like, cell phones, but just accountability. And it's such a different vibe. I don't know. Yeah, so it's different, different culture altogether. Different culture. But, yeah, like you said, it's just the team camaraderie. Like, coming in the morning, you know, maybe a guy had one or two beers too many. Just grab some coffee, cup of joe. What yolk. does he hit? And
1: the bike. He sweats yeah, exactly.
0: it out. Exactly. He, he sweats it he, out. You
1: see him going crazy on that, you know, bike. Yeah. Hey, man, what's going on? Man, I had, like, 12 last night, man. Yeah, I got get exactly
0: yeah but next thing you know boom hat trick and then you go for a couple more beers after and it's just you go with how you feel right it's nothing like you don't need to abuse it but just be a good guy and it goes a long way because then you're a good team guy like you were saying Al McIsaac or whatever 10 years later you can come back and play because oh he's a good team guy likes to take the young guys out like just that's what we miss, right that's that's that was a that was a huge part of uh of uh, what we missed from retiring from hockey, yeah,
1: for sure. Yes, buddy. So, dude, you know I got to ask you about Ottawa and Binghamton. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Ottawa, boy. Now, was this a decision where it was kind of like, all right, so, you know, I've, I've, I've been in North America for a while. I don't, I don't know how long I'm going to be there. I'd really like to see if I could play for my hometown team before I go. Yeah. Was it one of those things? Or? It was one of those things. So, I grew up as a Montreal Canadiens fan
0: right? Did it wasn't you? really the Ottawa, yeah, my dad's okay. a Montreal Canadian fan, but Fair enough. Uh, when I got the team, the, the Binghamton Senators captain was Denis Hamel, who's a buddy of mine from east of Ottawa, How and awesome. uh, I just reached out to him, and I was like, hey, like, I'd love to come and play with you, and he had a lot of pull, because he was there for, like, six years prior, and next thing you know, uh, team president of the, the Binghamton Senators called Ottawa, and next thing you know, I had a contract, um, so that was kind of cool to play in my hometown. Yeah. I only got three games that year, but, uh, okay, again, we had, that. yeah, and like just, you know, Jonathan Chichu got sent down. So I got to play with Cheech, like Eric Carlson's first year as an 18 year old, he got sent down. So like, that was so fucking cool. Right. But yeah, yeah playing my game in Ottawa, that was pretty cool. Playing in Atlanta. Um, yeah, that's still playing for my hometown. What's, you know, that was, uh, definitely a dream come true too. Right. The, Um, but that was at the tail end of, uh,
1: the career here in in North America for sure. Yes, of course, buddy. Now, um, again, there's so many years, but I think what's most important would be to talk about like, like the, the Russia experience and the KHL, but just right before we get there, buddy. And like, I know we've gone over, I I know I'm I'm being greedy right now, buddy, but you have to understand you're, you're an interesting man. So now listen, before we leave and, and go to Russia here, let's get back to the stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So now, you did you did you use a long hockey stick your whole your whole life? Like, as um,
0: so team not team? as not as a kid, not as a kid, not as a teenager. What happened was, um, it would have been my sec yeah my second year in Guelph when we hosted the Memorial Cup. Uh, that's when they came out with uh, the one piece, the one piece sticks. So yeah. I remember we had some samples. They were the Louisville TPS yellow sticks, the one piece. And yeah. uh for some reason I was using the old uh uh bubble like uh, not the green shot but the orange Easton stick with my bower blades and they were late and anyways, so I ended up using this... yeah, exactly. And I ended up that? using what's that?
1: Do you remember Derek Roy
0: using that stick as well? Royce was, he was using, that? using that and he had uh what was he using?
1: Because it was Buffalo using... he did that. Yeah. I remember him having an orange Easton, man. Yeah,
0: Is yeah. That yeah, what yeah. You're now, I had to, I had a mine was a two piece, but he had oh so it came after exactly. so okay, um, so I got to try that Louisville and I ended up scoring and trainers like take the samples and off you go. but it was a different lie. It was a, further away from me, so I kept putting my stick long, long long, long longer with those big like uh, wooden extension. And next thing you know, within a couple months, my stick is taller than me. So uh, I ended up getting into those Easton's one piece, like the Marty St. Louis yellow Easton, yeah. which they made the orange, which Roy Z had in Buffalo. They had the orange, okay. they had the yellow. Yellow was the grip one. And then I think there's another color, okay. silver maybe. Um, so I had the long stick. I had, And I was leading up to my fourth year in Guelph, which I had 110 points. So
1: yeah, things were going good. I was
0: scoring. I had the long stick. So it was like, <laughs> Marty St. Pierre at the long stick. So I turned pro and uh, that's when I went to Edmonton and there's an AHL, NHL regulation where you can't have your stick from the heel to the top. The knob has to be 63 inches. And I came in the first, uh, I came in with my long stick and I had a black line, probably this much below the, the, my knob and the trainers like you, can't, you cut your sticks. They're illegal. So there's a like Chris Pronger, Chara, Uh, a few other guys in the NHL that are exempt because they're like six, seven, six, eight, right? Yeah. So I had to cut it down, Uh, but then gradually it kind of made it longer and longer. But I was playing good, and that was my trend, right? I was able to poke check. My shot was low stick side. And then when I got to Boston, my stick was literally an inch and a half shorter than Chara's. So that's how tall my stick was. Uh, And I was using 110 flex, Chara's using 130 but it was literally that short, that much shorter than Chara's, which is insane to think out, think of, but it was just a lie. And I just got used to it just like anything as a habit. And, uh, that was it. And now I don't like play pickup hockey now, but, uh, in, uh, when I was in Europe in 2011 for Red Bull, I had a slump and I just cut my stick for five and five and a half inches, changed my curve and then never went back to a long stick. So I have my stick, which is the long, long one. My first NHL goal, uh, at my parents' basement, and I grab it, and I can't even, like, fathom the fact that I actually played with that for two years a junior and probably, you know, 10 to 12 years pro. So,
1: okay, crazy. so now, because you just mentioned it, let's go right to this first NHL goal. So this would have been in 6 07, Chicago yep. Blackhawks. You know what I mean? You had 14 games. Which yep. game was it, bro?
0: It was. Uh, it was the one in Pittsburgh,
1: and Pittsburgh. we weren't...
0: Yeah, in we Pittsburgh. weren't even... In Pittsburgh, yeah, we weren't playing well, and uh, I was on the back in the back of the plane having some wine with our goalie Patrick Lalim, another French guy, and he's like, "Money," he's like, "I think I have a good feeling about you. I think you're gonna score in Pittsburgh." And I was like, "Well, I mean, that'd be That's nice. Exactly <laughs> be my, be him, that'd be nice and be my first NHL goal." Sure enough, uh, I'm on the power play, and Havlat, uh, Havlat, have he was at the point, gives it to Wiz. Wiz shoots it, Toronto tips it in front of the net, and they, I'm, I'm back door and had complete open net. Shoot it in, score my first NHL goal, so I'm like this with arms up behind the net. And at the old rink in Pittsburgh, the backup goalie was uh, kind of like where the Islanders played. They are like in the hallway, um, yeah. in the corner where the visiting team yeah. went, and the first guy I see is Patrick Lillian, and he's like, I fucking
1: knew it, I knew it, ah! right? So that was the first NHL goal, so that was pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> Right on, bro. Yeah. And so so Wiz kid assisted on it. Yeah, Wiz did. Yeah, Wiz. absolutely. The Wiz. Yeah. When he got so. set down on a conditioning stint in the year I played in Rockford, he was in Chicago, yeah. but, but he, he, he yeah. rehabbed from an injury. I think it was his, his shoulder. Knee. It was his knee? Shoulder his knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think it's his knee. Yeah, so he because yeah. his conditioning stint was about a week, but that whole week, bro. He because I was in the hotel because I was on a yeah. PTO and then they signed me, yeah. So yeah. me and Wiz were in the hotel, man, and, and we drove every day, man. It's cool. Yeah. Wiz yeah. is a cool He's, dude, uh, yeah. He was my roo- he was my roommate, uh,
0: he was my roommate my first year in Norfolk, yeah. We lived together in uh, at the no beach, no way, no yeah. way. Come yeah. on, so yeah, you didn't mention that. No, I forgot Wiz that, yeah, he was your roommate in Virginia Beach, yeah, yeah, and he was uh. Oh. Hey, single man. at the time too, so no, those good times.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that, times. that's that's very impressive, man. Yeah. But just to let you know, uh, Bob Murray was a okay. gentleman that wanted me to ask you about the stick yeah. because he was saying, "Man, you should have seen him, man. Like I had just made a post. I'm all proud. I got Marty on my show. Do a post. Boom. Bob Murray. Ask him about the stick." Yeah. Yeah. He was 66 inches long in Guelph. Well, the yeah. NHL restriction is 63. He 63. had to cut it, cut it down when he got to the NHL. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, I'll ask him. I'll mention you too. Absolutely, man. That's awesome. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So, all right. So, now we we go. Okay, so now first off, tell me which one of your parents is from Kazakhstan. Is that the case? That's, How did you get your no. citizenship? So, what happens is <clears throat> so the teams in uh,
0: Minsk and Belarus – uh does that and uh well kazakhstan so they have teams in the khl but if you go there and play for two years they can get you your passport for that country so i played two years and then i was uh yeah yeah they can do that and uh so i got to play for the world champion the second group world championship for kazakhstan because i never played for team canada you know in my younger days so that was kind of cool to play for a national team but that's how I got my passport after two years playing there they give you your passport and then you get to play for the national team because they see that you're invested in the team yeah. and then you can represent the country so that's how I got okay. my Kazakh passport yeah. yeah it's pretty cool
1: how cool is it to have your Kazakhstan passport
0: yeah I never seen it to be honest with you because obviously <laughs> I have a Canadian passport but yeah. if you go on Elite Prospect, I have that little baby. Big yeah, I know, I know, I know. And like, yeah.
1: so so, 2017 yeah. and 2019, a yeah. couple of years ago, man, yeah. you're competing in the world championships, bro. That yeah. is so we, uh, yeah,
0: 2019, we hosted it in Kazakhstan, which was the second group. Really? And then, uh, it was us in Austria, I think. Uh, whoever won that, the top two teams would go into the big group. And then, uh, I ended up, uh, I was I got classified as being too too old, so they took the younger guys. But uh, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. COVID happened, so the the world championship just never happened. So, uh, but yeah, we got Kazakhstan to the actual big group. So I don't know what's gonna happen with world championship, but uh, Kazakhstan should be in the big group. I don't know if they play against Canada or in the states, the which group, but they're there. So that's that's uh, that's what we did in 2019.
1: Yeah, dude, and I mean Kazakhstan. I mean they. They, they have a hockey history, man. Like, I remember being a little kid and this big centerman from Kazakhstan. Nick Anjopov. Like, I'm a Toronto Maple Leaf yeah, fan yeah. growing up from Scarborough, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Nick, Nikolai Anjopov. That, yeah. th- that's how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah bro. Nikolai Anjopov. The next yeah. coming of Matt Sundin. That's yeah. what he was to a Toronto fan. Exactly. Where is he from? Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. Yeah, ever since then. Yeah, I yeah. He was, uh, country,
0: bro. he was. He uh, was. He was retired when I got there, but. Um, oh yeah. He was. Uh, he was a big legend there. His yeah. He's all, all over the all over the rink. Yeah, but he's Mister Kazakhstan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because he was a Toronto Maple Leaf, I believe, when he was like nineteen or eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Left he was shot. A, he was a stud. Yeah. He was a stud. Yeah, big time. No, but that was uh, that was, was fun times in Europe for sure. Yeah, you, your stick's probably longer than his.
0: Oh, base, Oh, for sure.
1: For sure. Probably <laughs> tall, but, he's yeah. he's probably what six three, six four. He was a six, four, at least. Was he? Yeah, at least. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But yeah, uh, no, dude. No I legend. mean, I like like Marty. I apologize, like for the length, yeah, but it's all I'm good, telling man. you, man. There's not too many guys that were successful for as long as you were, yeah. right? so like i had to go through a lot of those seasons it's all dude. good man it's all good man yeah bro like like I, like i hope it was fun like we reminiscing about that kind absolutely, of stuff. absolutely man no
0: i love that man and if at any time uh you know uh you want to take a part two or something and then uh, you can find some time i'll gladly come back on and
1: you oh, know dude, if, you, that... if you got if you can dig up some more information or some oh questions bro, there's so much, bro there's so much there's so much yeah. more there's yeah. so much more that I got to get into you with. There's so many other topics and stuff. Yeah. I appreciate the insight because we're only a year apart that you were able to get give about our era and absolutely. how many good players, how many tough and rough players too. that, yeah. that head that skill, a guy like Sean Thornton that you were able to play with. Right. So I like, love that's that. Simple, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like I said, man, if you want to do like a part
0: two and, and do like the whole european man i got some good stories oh for that man. we can go okay, on for another man.
1: hour <laughs> yeah folks so. you heard this the legend here you heard him say it man you heard I'll him come say back it. on for sure absolutely okay. man. man that that, that that's that be an honor and and i appreciate it buddy and like i know the the listeners appreciate these stories too because you know you played in so many good leagues man so like it's cool to to hear the insight and stuff yeah
0: and, no like i said <laughs> yeah next time i'll come back on and i'll uh, i'll give you guys a bitter uh more detail about like Europe and like the different countries and different leagues and give you some stories so you can do uh, it's a new part two. And I'm sure you'll appreciate it. And then yes. well, you played in the UK, right too. So it's kind of, yeah, you can I share, can share on that Mr. too.
1: Southfield, see, exactly. yeah, no, I th- that. appreciate that. I know the fans are going to, listeners are going to be excited for that as well. So thank you very much, dude. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Sheriff featuring special guests, marty saint pierre one of my favorites ever man uh, thank you so much for coming on bro
0: awesome man thank you bud
1: all right buddy awesome we're awesome. gonna sign up here guys Woo!